It is finally time. We have talked about it for months. The season is upon us. Welcome to the 2021 Cleveland Browns season training camp preview. I'm Jason Gibbs alongside Andrew Gribble. This is the best podcast available. Joined by a couple big-time celebrities, including the birthday boy himself, Jim Donovan, the voice of the Browns. Also, Nathan Zagura, our senior media specialist, do-it-yourself, do-everything kind of media specialist here for the Cleveland Browns. Gentlemen, I welcome you in. It is a pleasure to have all of you with us. Training camp officially underway on the 75th anniversary of the Cleveland Browns, and Gribbs, I'll start with you. You've covered a couple of these. What does this mean to you here as we get ready for the 2021 season in just a few short days? It's it's an exciting time, and I, I think that there's some genuine excitement about the direction of this team, and it's it's uh, pr- it's more proved proven than we maybe have had than at this time compared to some previous years. I think there was a lot of excitement going into 2019 for good reason, a lot of excitement in 2018, but those years weren't coming off playoff appearances, and I think that that's what uh, makes this so exciting uh, to, to kind of identify the areas where this team can get better. And I think there's a lot of reason to believe that this team is going to be better uh, in 2021. And it starts with all the work that this team did on defense. And I think this is going to be the most defensive focused training camp we will have ever experienced. Uh, and I'm excited to be a, to, to be involved with that. Jim, you've covered quite a few of these uh, and you were, you saw some of the hype with some of these teams in the past, these Cleveland Browns teams, and everybody gets excited. It's the start of a new season, but how does this one differ? And how does it feel different compared to the years you've covered, including some of those years where there were Super Bowl expectations? Absolutely. Um, I know there's a great deal of excitement inside that building, but on the outside of that building, on the outside of that locker room, out in the community, I have never felt it bursting with so much anticipation as it is right now. Um, And people are just, you know, just so thrilled to be able to watch the football team play. I think that all of us, whether we're a fan or whether we're a broadcaster or a coach or a player, I think we can all agree on this. The NFL offseason is long. It really is. It's a long, long wait. And we didn't have as long a wait as we have had through so many years because we went deeper into the calendar year by making it to the playoffs and going a couple of rounds into the playoffs. But it is a long wait. And especially when you come off a great season and you have a great offseason. And I know the NFL does a great job in sprinkling in a lot of events, you know, free agency, the draft, and then OTAs and mini camps all the way up to training camp. But still, people just can't wait to take this football team off of the depth chart and put it out onto the football field. And I think to see however many people, 2,000 people at those practices in Berea and thousands more probably at First Energy Stadium at the Brown and Orange scrimmage, uh, I think that the players are going to, they're going to hear what they missed last year. And they'll probably hear it in louder decibels because it's going to be amazing. Zagura, we've, we've all put in our time covering this football team. You've hosted the Browns radio show in years where, well, we won one game in two years. It's a little bit different here in 2021. Your thoughts as we embark on the 75th anniversary and training camp here in just a few days. 
Well, it's exciting. And I think it's one of the situations where, you know, it's not even the excitement coming from the Browns, it's coming from everywhere. Everybody looks at this roster and what Andrew Barry has done, and they say this is one of the best rosters on paper in the league. They often cite the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who are running back their Super Bowl team and the Browns. It's the completeness of the roster. It's the depth of the roster. And then it's the fact that, you know, these players are going to be put in the best positions to succeed by the reigning NFL coach of the year, Kevin Stefanski, and his entire staff, which returns intact from a year ago. And so I think Jim hit the nail on the head. It's about seeing this depth chart, these names that we know very, very well, and then seeing them on the field. And I think for me, one of the great thrills was seeing this team, even at the mini camp back in June, and you go, wow, look at the speed, look at the names that are out here. And it's going to be, look, you're going to need to stay healthy. You're going to need a lot of luck. But as of right now, well, everybody in the league may say we have a shot. We are on the short list of teams that everybody around the football world says has a legitimate shot to go all the way this year. And that's an exciting thing. And that's something we've never had in 2019. Yeah, there was hype, but it wasn't. This is one of the best teams led by one of the best coaches with one of the best front offices who has a chance to legitimately accomplish and be the one team standing at the end of the year. All right. I'm going to go rapid fire around our little circle here as we preview camp QBs and rookies were, are going to report Sunday. Vets report Tuesday, first practice Wednesday, but defined practice. It'll be a little loose and probably just an acclimation more than anything else. And then the first practice in front of the fans comes your way on Friday, the 30th. Uh, Gribble, I'll start with you. Your best, the best move of the Browns off season can be draft, can be free agency, can be someone that they kept. I'm going with John Johnson, the third, I mean, the signing of him. I mean, that struck the right tone uh, for your moves on defense. And I think, you know, he was a player that maybe we, when we went into this, we didn't think was that a name that the Browns could land and, and get. And, and this is a player that's not only one of the best at his position, but he's ascending and he, he's going to be even better. And he's entering the prime of his career. And I think that move just really showed how serious the Browns were about re-establishing an identity on defense. And really he stabilized and made, basically strengthened a position that you really didn't have to address early in the draft, which we thought might've had to be the case had you not addressed it uh, in free agency. So that to me, it set the tone. He's a leader. He could be potentially be your defensive captain, the, the play caller, everything you want. And he's someone that doesn't come off the field. I, I think that a healthy player that, that really uh, just makes the back end of your defense uh, just kind of changes it overnight and makes it one of the better units in the entire league. Jim, your best move of the Browns off season. I'm not going to uh, I'm not going to disagree with what Grip said at all, even though the young man, the player that he's been talking about, uh, you know, went to Boston College and I went to Boston University. That's OK. That's OK. BU doesn't play football anymore. So I forgive. <laughs> no problem there. Uh, we'll get him in hockey. Anyway, uh, I, that was an exceptional signing and it was the first signing. It was the one they did right away. So I'll take it another step. But I, I really do believe that Miles Garrett needed help on the other side at pass rush. So when they brought in Tack McKinley, that was good. But when they got Jadavian Clowney, uh, that was very real because he had been kind of on their plate a couple of times and, and certainly very seriously the year before going into last season, whether or not he was going to take a deal from the Browns and he didn't. So adding him there and fantasizing at least right now, what it will be like with Garrett on one side and Clowney on the other side or Clowney on the inside. 
uh, just really has me saying, wow, this could be a great thing to watch. Because I think when we watch what Garrett goes through, snap in and snap out defensively and, and how teams have to really you know, load up to try and slow him down, that he's exhausted. It's amazing how he gets through a game. So if he can get a little bit of a break, or if Clowney can get really single attention on the other side, I think the potential of it is incredible. Zagura. Yeah, I'm going to stick with this theme on defense and first acknowledge that John Johnson, I think, had the line of the offseason that says everything you need to know about where the 2021 Cleveland Browns are headed, which is, sure, I could have chased a few more dollars, but why would I chase a few dollars and pass up on the opportunity of a lifetime to play for the Cleveland Browns? That is a real quote and my favorite, probably in my entire time here with the Browns. Uh, but I'll stay defensively, and I'm going to go to the draft. The, the notion that you could come out of this draft with Greg Newsom and Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa, they did, Paul DePodesta told us we did, you know, a thousand scenarios. Not one scenario produced an outcome that good for them. That wasn't even something they thought was feasible, and yet it has come to pass. And if the early indications of seeing these guys at rookie minicamp and then even the veteran minicamp, the Browns got a great player, Newsom, who was their target all along at cornerback. He's got some inside-outside versatility, as Depot and AB said. He's scheme agnostic, but then... I mean, Owusu Kormo, to me, jumped right out of minicamp. The speed, the maturity, talking to him, the most impressive rookie I have ever talked to in my time with the Browns. I can't. I think that that is just a massive. And again, we're focused on the defense. Grib said it right. This is going to be the most defensive-focused training camp we've ever seen. We know what this offense looks like. And sure, you add the fastest guy in the draft, Anthony Schwartz, and there'll be some new wrinkles. But this defense has been remade, and it feels like it can be elite. Now, I will say, to the offensive side of things i am very very intrigued and, and gribs i want to bounce this off of you to see where this offense goes because we got a glimpse of how good they were and how good they can be at the end of the season the final really the final eight games and then into the playoffs the question is as kevin stefanski said if you stand pat you're go, you know you're losing ground you, you got to gain ground so how does this offense gain ground here going into 2021? Well, I think this offense gets better in a couple ways. And I think first off, it's it's the full incorporation of Odell Beckham Jr. with the second half version of the Browns offense from last year. I mean, that you, the offense really figured some things out after the bye week. Uh, and, and you throw in Odell Beckham into that mix, and then you can really take it to the next level. And, I'll, and then secondly, you had an offensive line that was, I think we all agree, was one of the best, if not the best, in the entire NFL last year. They played a total of eight full games together last year, the, the starting unit. I think that especially the most memorable playoff win in recent memory had Michael Dunn and Blake Hance playing in that game. I, I think that, that that group, if it can stay healthy and will get better, they will be better. Jedrick Wills in his second year as a left tackle. I mean, that's that alone, adding Odell Beckham Jr. and a healthy offensive line, I mean, that, that alone will take you to the next level. And then you throw in all the other stuff, the Baker Mayfield getting better with the same coach for the first time in his career. Uh, Alex Van Pelt and Stefanski working together for a second year. I mean, there's just, there's so many things that are in play there and it's just, we've never seen this kind of stability on offense. And that's what, that's what makes this really exciting because they finished so well last year. Jim, the position battle that has the most intrigue for you as we get ready for training camp 2021. Well, you know, at this time last year, we had like no safeties. And now we have a lot of safeties. And a lot of them are very, very good. 
And we're going to get a draft pick, a very high draft pick back from a year ago who never was able to step onto the field, but we were very thrilled to have him in Grant Delpit. So that's going to be a fascinating situation. The last football game he played in was basically the national championship game when he was at LSU, but that was a while ago. So that safety position, which was so lean, and when you think about it, in very important games in the second half of the season, down in Tennessee, Pittsburgh at the end of the year, Pittsburgh in the playoffs, you know, in Dallas uh, when they, you know, had big leads and how people attacked them in the secondary and with what they had to play with at that time because they were so thin with injuries and Ronnie Harrison in the lineup and out of the lineup and, and in other situations too, it was amazing what they were able to accomplish. But now they have a plentiful number of safeties. So that's going to be interesting. But I guess if I had to zero in on one thing, Jason, it would be, you know, how quickly at cornerback is Greedy Williams going to be okay? Is he going to be ready to go? And if he isn't ready to go, well, the Browns were ready to go with their first pick in the first round in Gregory Newsom. And I thought that was a tremendous pick. And he seems to be a kid that is ready to go. He's ready to go with his style of play, with his athleticism, and with how he talks the game. So that position will be really interesting. I'm pulling for Greedy Williams, but there's a real nice insurance policy sitting behind him in a high draft pick. Nathan, the player you are most excited to see when the pads come on, they want a pads. I mean, it's Grant Delpit. I was thrilled when the Browns got Grant Delpit a year ago. We didn't get to see him play after he had a good start to camp and he just looked fast and you knew what he could do. So I'm thrilled to see him, but really, I know you said one player. What I'm really excited to see is just the defense period. You can, I can list everybody. I want to see, as Jim talked about earlier, what's it look like when you have miles with Clowney next to him inside tack McKinley spread out in a wide nine on the other side, Malik Jackson, who's been one of the best interior pass rushers in the league, a Koromoa, these corners, the safeties, having Denzel now with greedy or Greg Newsom, Troy Hill, who led the NFL with three defensive touchdowns. What does that dime package look like where Delpit and John Johnson and Ronnie are all on the field together? All of the versatility, the flexibility, I want to see all of that. And then offensively, I want to see Odell. At minicamp, you could have watched him and said, I wouldn't, you would not have known he was injured unless you knew he was injured. If you just showed up and had lived under a rock, you'd say, who is this? This guy's incredible. And he was not even a year away from that injury. So I'm also excited, very excited to see Odell. All right, Gribbs, when we take a look at training camp and we get ready for this season, what's your one goal? that you want the Browns to have? This is a question for all of you. Your number one goal for this team to accomplish in training camp outside of the, they have to stay healthy. Because <laughs> took my answer, because that's, that's the only it. thing that matters in training camp to me. I, mean, I, I think I would like some kind of resolutions at these positions. And I, I want competitions, and I, I'm confident this will happen, but competitions that end with players winning those positions, not landing them because someone got hurt or something, or you had to settle. I remember about that right guard competition a few years ago where you just <laughs> didn't get an answer in training camp. You don't want that to happen at, at, at your linebacker, your defensive tackle positions. And I, I, I'm confident this will happen. I think the Browns have the options uh, to get the best two starters at defensive tackle, the best two or three starters at linebacker. I want players to Maybe even they have to come out of nowhere and they win those jobs, like a Terrence Mitchell a few years ago where they had to make him the starting cornerback. I, I want to see that at multiple positions. Jim? I am fascinated with OBJ 
and so I'm, I'm fascinated to, and I think it's a huge year for him um, physically and football wise, because it's been a while really since he's had a big year. I mean, his last couple of years in the giants, he was nicked up a great deal. Uh, when he came to the Browns that first year, it was really kind of bizarre. It was chaotic. Uh, and last year, it was what it was. I mean, it looked like he was just about ready to bust out in the offense to marry with him uh, and then the injury. He has to fit into this team that was so successful last year rather than when he arrived, how the team had to fit with what he with what he brought to them. It's a different mechanism that's going on right now he joins a team that was very very successful for the most part without him now he has to you know join that team rather than that team having to do everything to meet his standards or to meet his what he does his strengths and how many times he's got to get the football so I think that that's that whole dynamic is going to be very very interesting because he's a year older and I think he realizes he's got a good thing here he's got his best friend in the world here he should win here, but he's got to fit in the right way. Zagura? Yeah, I think for me, the defense has to gel. We're talking about, you know, you could have a full-time starting nickel defense of guys that didn't play a snap for the Browns with new faces, guys who opted out or guys who were injured and didn't play a year ago. So how quickly can that unit gel? Because let's be honest, week one, you're going against probably the best offense in the NFL and the Kansas City Chiefs. So you're going to have that baptism by fire. And then on offense, you mentioned with Gribbs earlier, you know, after that bye week and the scheme evaluation they were able to do, things changed in the second half of the season. The Browns got significantly better. Now you've had a full off season with a full scheme evaluation. And so figuring out those new wrinkles, how Anthony Schwartz, his speed on maybe it's jet motions or whether it's those verticals, how that creates space. Do we do more in the screen game, which we saw become a big part of what we did in the second half of the year, more empty sets where we can dictate the matchups with all of our talented players. And honestly, kind of on offense, it's, are we going to get more up-tempo? Because we have so many mouths to feed. We have a defense now that can be on the field and be attacking. Do we go up-tempo to try to get an extra eight to 10 snaps a game, put the pressure on opposing defenses, and also make sure there are enough touches for all the Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, Jarvis Landry, Odell Beckham, Austin Hooper, David Njoku, on and on, Donovan Peoples-Jones, Hollywood Higgins, Anthony Schwartz, all these guys that you want to touch the ball on offense. All right. I will wrap it up with this because we're ready for camp. We've talked through all the storylines. We know what, what's coming. We think we know what's going to happen. Got to see it on the field now. Jim, I will start with you in honor of the Browns 75th anniversary, your best training camp memory. My best training camp memory uh, would probably go back to a time when the Browns were training out at Lakeland. And they were a Super Bowl favorite. They really were. They were, you know, Kozar was red hot. They had Mac. They had Biner. They had the dog defense. Uh, it was a lot of fun. And I can remember on a Sunday afternoon going out there, and it was just a wonderful vista. It was wide open, and as many fans as, the, as wanted to go could fit in there. People would picnic out there for the morning, right after the morning session, and get ready for the afternoon session. And it was a Sunday afternoon, and they were going to run, and they don't do it nowadays because of the CBA, the old Oklahoma drill, the one-on-one -on -one drill. And there were 11,000 people out at Lakeland at the same time. There were 3,500 people down on the lake watching the Indians take on the Toronto Blue Jays. And that's when I said, man, is this a football town? <laughs> uh, Zagura, what about you? 
You know, we've always had so much hope at these training camps. So one of the things that I thought I got to be a part of that I thought was one of the coolest things and what immediately popped into my mind when he asked questions, when Dante Whitner came back to the Browns, the Cleveland kid, and he would every day at training camp, he bought enough of his actual game jerseys that year. And every day at training camp, he would have me go around and pick somebody out in the crowd that I thought was, whether it was a kid or, or somebody who, you know, had some type of a disability who was there, a Browns fan that stood out to give a jersey and Dante would come over at the end of every practice, sign that jersey, take some time with the person, the individual. And I just thought that was a real cool thing because it was showed a guy, here's a guy from Cleveland, gets what this means to this city. And he took a few minutes out of each training camp practice to give back to the fans. And I think that's something I've seen in different iterations all the time here. Obviously it'll be great to have the fans back and we don't know what that interaction will be like, but just that connectivity, that connective tissue between the players, the, the, the fans, this city, as Jim talked about, it's such a Brownstown. And, and one of those days I've had people who've come up to me that were the recipient of those jerseys and say years later, that's their most prized possession. And that that really made such an impact on them. And I think that shows the power of what this team is in this community and how it can transcend football. But the good news is now, it's not just going to be about those kind of memories. They're making memories in January and hopefully into February as well. Gribbs, final one. I, I got a couple of quick runner-ups. I mean, the, the Josh Lenz experience of 2015 was just oh boy, a, a, a magical experience. And I would yeah. say he was just incredible. I would also say Jabril Peppers having one of the best practices I've ever seen a, a, a rookie have in my lifetime, like just took over an entire practice uh, in 2017. But I would say the first practice, and I know we look back on it maybe with not the best memories, but the 2019 first practice of training camp with Odell Beckham making just the most ridiculous catches and just the excitement that was there that day. I mean, that was, I mean, Jim talked about the the Browns fans just making this a football town. Like that was a football like town day. Like that was, it was like a celebration of the Browns. And I, I think that that excitement uh, for a practice. I mean, that, that, that resonated with me and will stick with me. I, I'll remember everything about that first practice of two, 2019. Hopefully we can get back to those kind of uh, experiences here soon. We know it probably won't be this year, but hopefully next year we can get this place as full as possible. Amen to that. Gentlemen, I appreciate your time. It's time for training camp. It's time to see it all out oh. on the field, the 75th anniversary and the 75th year of your Cleveland Browns quarterbacks and rookies on Sunday, Vets on Tuesday, first walk through practice as a team on Wednesday, first practice for the fans on Friday. You can catch all of these episodes of the best podcast available all the way through training camp. Like and subscribe today wherever you get your podcast. You can also watch us on YouTube, youtube.com slash Browns. You can also get our content at clevelandbrowns.com. Thanks to Jeff McDaniel for all of his hard work. For Andrew Gribble, for the voice of the Browns, Jim Donovan, for our great CBD host, Nathan Zagura. I'm Jason Gibbs. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening to the best podcast available.